Okay, well, welcome everybody. This is Stephen Michael Miller, and this is our Monday morning Limitless Tribe Call. So glad to have everybody on the call today. It's 10.01, just switched over, and uh, so excited to be here on the call with you to start off another week in an amazing fashion. Um, we have so many different things that are going on, and I'm just so excited to be a part of this movement and what we're doing here. Um, by way of announcements, just a few things. I want to make sure I, I get everyone all the all the necessary and important information that we have. Um, if you haven't had an opportunity recently to go on to LimitlessMentor.com, again, that's LimitlessMentor.com, make sure that you're taking some time each week to stay in the know, to keep up with what's happening. Uh, again, we always have several different events that are going on uh, in all of our different uh, higher-level programs as well as our entry-level events. And uh, it's a wonderful place to plug in and to understand everything that's happening. One of those things that are happening just this week is uh, we've got, of course, our Mentor Me Ambassador training. We've got that on, on the uh, 19th, which is tomorrow at 4 p.m. Uh, we also have our Wealth Intensive that's coming up this weekend, Friday and Saturday. That's our Wealth Intensive this weekend, Friday and Saturday from 9 to, to, to 5 on Friday and Saturday. If you want to level up your financial freedom barometer, if you'd like to take some steps into creating more wealth for yourself, then definitely I highly recommend you attending our Wealth Intensive. It's going to be a tremendous event. And we'd love to have as many of you there as, as can make it. Um, next week, after that, after this week, uh, we've got, uh, again, every Tuesday we have that Mentor Me uh, at 4 p.m. At the, at the office. And then we also have Limitless coming up next week. Uh, that's the 27th, 28th, and 29th. Now, this Limitless is the last Limitless event before our massive October 7th training. And uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about on, on October 7th, then, uh, then let's, let me help you get, let me help get you up to speed. October 7th is our full day. Uh, one day, it's, it's going to be an amazing belief breakthrough training. This is our beginner's belief breakthrough training. Uh, we're going to be unleashing and unveiling some amazing ways for you to be able to also earn money with belief breakthrough and what that looks like. We've been in the background. I know many of you have probably heard some of the things that are going on if you participated with us in the evening of last uh, of the last Limitless. Uh, I think it was evening of day two, if I remember right. Anyway, anyway if you were there with us, uh, we, we kind of opened up uh, the bag just a little bit. We let people see a little bit in. And we're going to be having a whole lot more information coming out October 7th. This is one training you want to be at. Uh, if you have wanted to be at any trainings, I mean, if you've ever wanted to participate with Limitless in anything that we do, then this is one that you definitely want to be at. Uh, there's a lot of buzz around this. There is a lot of excitement around what we're doing on October 7th. And it's a full day of, of belief breakthrough training. Um, so be there. Make sure you put that on your schedule. Clear your schedule. Make it something that you are – uh, that you're serious about, and uh, we'd love to have you there. And not only that, but bring as many people as you can with you. Um, there's going to be a, an amazing opportunity that's going to be talked about there, and um, it would be best for anybody that you want to have come with you if they had a, a, a point of reference. In other words, if they, um, if they haven't been to Limitless yet, then we've got one more opportunity to invite them to come to Limitless, and uh, that's going to be, of course, this, not this week, but next week, is our, our main Limitless event. Uh, it's going to be Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of next week, again, which is the 27th, 
28th and 29th. So that's what we're going to be going through. Uh, so put that on your calendar if it isn't already, and we'd love to see you there. Um, I think that's all we have for now by way of announcements. I know that uh, Chris is out of town. Uh, he's out in Africa with a small group of, of individuals. Uh, they're, they're doing some work down there. They're, I know they're doing a little safari, a little hunting. Uh, I believe that um, they're going to have a lot of fun. I'm sure they'll have plenty of stories to, to talk about as they come back. But I want to ask some questions. And, and today, I want to do this call a little bit differently. Every once in a while, I like to kind of open it up. And I like to really hear from you. I like to hear about what it is that you're learning. I like to hear about what it is that you need. Um, this call is only as beneficial as, uh, as it is uh, for you, meaning I may think that at times we're talking about beneficial things. But I, love, I really love to open up the forum here and, and just get, um, get some information from you as to what you want us to be covering uh, what are some topics that you would like us to cover on this call? I've got a, a pen and paper right here ready to take some notes. Um, but aside from that, I also want to talk about where you are in your creation process. What is it, what is it that you're working on right now? Um, how, are, how are you implementing the, the laws of conscious creation? Uh, have, you, have you been reading Limitless? Have you been reading the book? Have you been creating your new manifesto. So if you go to the back of the book and use that kind of that, uh, you know, all of the different I am statements that are back there and all the different areas of life, and you created some of your own new manifestos and how are those working for you? So I just opened up the can a little bit. I, I'd really love to hear from all of you here today. I, I invite you to to jump in and participate as much as you possibly can this morning. Um, and if you've got friends who aren't on the call. Tell them to jump on the call immediately. We'd love to hear from them as well. But I'm going to go ahead and turn it on to Q&A mode and really just kind of um, – this is an opportunity for you to answer or have any of your questions answered. If you have specific mentoring questions, uh, you, you've got uh, – you know, right now you have an opportunity to ask me any question that you've got in any area of life that you may be working on. Um, I, I would be happy to address it uh, to give you – um, some, some personalized mentoring here on this call right now. And chances are if, if you've got an issue or a problem or something that you're facing or a question, there are probably several others that have similar questions. So I've got, you on, uh, I, I've got it on Q&A mode. All you need to do to jump in the queue is just press star 6. This call is for you specifically, whoever that is. I'm talking to you. And uh, go ahead and press star 6 and jump in the queue. We'll just start kind of going through. If you have comments to, pe to, to questions that people ask or things to add to them, even if we're past the question, I'm happy with you throwing in your two cents and your learning experiences because we get to learn from each other. So here we go. We've got a couple people in the, in the queue already. We're going to go ahead and just start here. I'll, I'll choose the first one here. And it looks like we've got phone number ending in 9791. Who do we have? Hello, this is Richard. Hey, Richard. How are you? Hi, Stephen. I'm pretty good. Good. What can I do so, for you So the thing I was interested in is uh, the part of the uh, Power Hour when one reviews what is the next step in uh, personal power, in wealth, in health, in connection, and then the overall thing. I, I heard that one time. I just like to hear that reviewed, how each day you can get focused and on track but, and just, I guess it's an intuitive uh, uh, asking a question for each one of those. But 
but how do you do it, and what's a good reminder here? Thank you, Richard. I appreciate that. So we're talking about creation here, and specifically we're talking about creating on a daily basis intentionally. Um, the power hour, and, and by the way, your power hour gets to look exactly like what you want it to look like, first of all. So you get to create your power hour in, in a way that's powerful for you. I, I will say this. Everyone has their own little take and spin on the power hour. And um, so what, the first thing I want to say is make sure that you, what you're doing resonates with you. Make sure that you feel the power in what it is that you're doing. There are some basic standards, and I'll kind of go over some of those and then get into this, this question of how do, we, how do we find out our next step? How do we go into our intuition? So first of all, um, I, I learned a really tremendous system. Uh, there's a book that I read a, a long time ago um, called The Miracle Morning. And The Miracle Morning was written by a gentleman by the name of Hal Elrod. Hal Elrod. And this, this book is a, is a wonderful book. And, and th- he's not the only one to write a book on this. Um, I don't even know if he's the most powerful one to write a book on this, but what he wrote was very succinct. It was very direct and to the point, and I really liked a lot of it. Um, you'll find that most, most individuals who write, uh, write books on creation, um, oftentimes you'll find this idea of a power hour in there, uh, this idea of a, of a morning ritual. And uh, these morning rituals, often they'll have the same things. What I like about what he wrote is uh, he has a very uh, unique or a very specific um, formula for it. I mean, he, he calls it his savers program. So I just want to kind of go over that real quick, and then we'll get into uh, the intuition side here. So his savers and what he includes in his power hour is, number one, silence. And silence, it, we talk about silence a lot uh, at Limitless, but we talk, probably talk about it in a little bit of a different way. Um, we talk about grounding. And oftentimes, that's, that's what I think he means by the silence. This is the space where we get clear. This is a space where we, where we let go of, of the worry and the distress and, you know, the anger and the frustration or any, any of those negative feelings that may be holding us back right now. We just let it go. But we allow ourselves to sit in silence and to open ourselves up to receive. So that's number one is silence. Number two there is, or the second letter there in Savers is A, which is affirmations. Now, why do, we, why do we do affirmations so much? Affirmations are there because we're looking to reprogram. We're looking to intentionally program the way our subconscious works. And affirmations is a way to do so. If you actually look at this, we've been giving ourselves affirmations our entire life. But oftentimes those affirmations are in the negative or they haven't been truly serving us. You know, sometimes these affirmations look like, you know, I'm not good enough, or I'm not smart enough, or I'm not a good businessman, or, or whatever that, or I'm fat, or I'm ugly, or, you know, whatever. And so there's a whole, you know, I, I'm, I'm, um, I'm poor. We, we tell ourselves these affirmations all the time, and sometimes they come from us, and sometimes they come from outside sources, but we accept them, and then we repeat those over and over and over again. The reason why we do this in our morning routine is to give ourselves new and more powerful affirmations that will serve us so that we can, we can, again, influence and change the programming in our subconscious mind that creates you know, everything else. Those are super powerful. V is visualization. And visualization uh, is, is something that we don't use enough. Um, 
to, to visualize really gets our mind in a space where we are creating it spiritually first. All things are created in the mind before they're ever created outside of the mind or in, the, in, in reality, in, our, in the space around us. And so visualiza- visualization is a way to intentionally create in our mind what it is that we want. And this, this is, this is uh, part of you know, what will get us to that next step in intuition, but we'll get there, we'll get there in just a moment. Um, e is exercise. Uh, I can't tell you how important exercise is. And I know some people you know, don't love exercise, but the more you do it, the more you love it. That's just the truth. And I found this over and over and over with myself. I see this with so many other people as well. Exercise is also a way to connect the mind, body, and spirit. It, it's a way to, to get your, your physical limitations out of your way for a moment and to open yourself up to receive more. This whole power hour is about receiving more. It's about getting ourselves into a position where we can continue to receive on a daily basis, and not just once a day, but throughout the entire day, which is why you, you know, it's, it's very powerful to do this in the morning time to begin your day. Um, R is then to read. And read can be from, you know, if you read certain scripture, it can be a great time to read scripture. If you've got other amazing books that you're reading, other things that are teaching you, uh, you know, how to overcome your limitations, you know, reading the Limitless book can be a great idea. Uh, Any other uh, self-help or personal development book can be a great idea, Um, or anything for that matter. If you're learning how how to invest in the stock market, and you're reading a book on the stock market. Anything that is expanding your mind and giving you new perspective. This is what this is all about. It's about expanding your mind and gaining new perspective. Um, the more you read, the more knowledge you have. And the more knowledge you have, the more apt you are to be able to, to, be able to choose your freedoms. Uh, I can't remember who quoted it, and I'm going I'm to not say it exactly right because I don't remember it exactly. But there was a quote that went something like this, which it was – uh, to the effect of, um, we only have as much freedom as we have knowledge. In other words, you know, if you don't know the law, you can't you can't uphold the law. If you don't know the law, if you haven't learned the law, you can't you can't properly change the, the law. So you know, knowledge. Although I know it's often said that knowledge isn't power, experience is. Well, knowledge actually is power. The more you know, the more you're able. To, to uh, the, the, the greater frame of reference you have, the broader perspective you have, and that helps in all decision-making. So, so read is a huge one. Well, of course, the last one is S, which is scribing, and that really means journaling. Uh, he just needed an S for savers. <laughs> so, but scribing or journaling, and this is, this is putting down on paper. This isn't, this isn't giving a record of what you've done the, in the prior day. This is putting down on paper what you want to create, the things that you have in silence thought about, or your affirmations, your visualizations, things that you've read about, this is putting down on paper what you are creating for the day. Now, if you do this, you're setting proper intention. Then, to get to your question, and, and hopefully this wasn't too much of a roundabout version of it, but I wanted to give some background and some, some um, solid foundation here for it. But then, once you've got the, that power hour, then it's this idea of, allowing your intuition to guide you. And how do you allow your intuition to guide you? In that clear space, that clear creative space, you ask the question. I think all too often what we suffer from is not a lack of of proper information or even a lack of intuition. It's a lack of asking. We we, we lack uh, the desire or the motivation to just ask the right questions. You see, I believe, Richard, that we're all tapped into a, a 
vast array of knowledge. We have access to it. I mean, I mm-hmm. believe in God, uh, whether you do or not, not you personally, but whether anyone here on the call believes in God or not, that's up to you. But I do believe in God, and I believe because I believe I'm a son of God, I have access to information from him, and I can ask him for things. And this is what is, for me, what is meant by intuition. Whether you want to call it God or the universe or whatever else you want to call it, we have access to this infinite source of information. But the problem for most of us is we either don't ask, or when we ask, we don't take the time to really listen. We allow our minds to get in the way of our hearts really sourcing that, that answer that comes to us. And if, if you've ever had a thought come to you and you know you didn't plant it there, you know you didn't, you're not making it up, this is what I'm talking about, intuition, or you've done that kind of that gut check and you feel really good about a certain decision. Or on the other hand, maybe you feel really bad about a decision and you know it's not the right one. That's, that's that intuition. So when we get to this space, the question is, or one question could be, what is my next step? With what I want to accomplish, and let's, let's say that you wanted to increase your, your income. And you said, you know, with your income, if you ask the question, I w- first of all, you state, I would like to increase my income. And then in silence and with clarity, you, you ask the question, what is the next step for me to take that will allow me to increase my, my income? And, and maybe even prefacing it with, I am willing to take the necessary steps. I, make, I take bold action towards accomplishing my goals. And that being said, what is the next bold action that I am to take? What is the next step that I can take to move me towards financial independence or more wealth or more freedom that way? Um, so it's about asking those questions. And, and learn to ask very specific questions that deal with exactly what it is that you're looking to create. If you wanted more health, it may be a question of what foods am I eating right now that, I, that aren't serving me? What, what foods can I, I remove from my diet that aren't serving me? And which ones can I add to my diet that would serve me better? And then listen. And just sit there and listen and, and allow and open your mind to receive what it is that comes in, into it, or your mind and heart, maybe I should say. It's kind of a, a two, two-way scenario there. So part of that power hour and part of setting your schedule for the day is to ask what your next steps are. And rather than asking five or six or seven or eight questions all at once and then waiting for answers, I believe it would serve better to ask one and wait and then ask another and sit there. And, and if you, as, as this is going to take practice, this is, this is kind of like a muscle. You've got to exercise it, and it's going to grow, and it's going to, take, it's going to take some practice. But the more discipline you get in doing this, the easier it's going to, it's going to be. And the simpler, you know, you'll find that your questions don't necessarily have to be super complicated. The more simple they get, the easier sometimes it is that those answers will flow to you. And the more you take those answers and act on them, the, the more and the faster those answers will, will begin to come. Again, this, this, is, this, this takes some practice and it takes some doing. But the more you are disciplined in it, the easier it will get. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that's great. I, I love what you shared with us. Uh, just two comments. One was that you said, what is the next bold action that I should take? I like that you added bold because it takes some courage. It takes yeah. some commitment, some faith. All these other things combine to make it uh, an empowering or a creative type of uh, of a process. And the other thing I really like was 
reading the Limitless book, uh, it said that you can get an answer immediately and for every time you ask a question. You're not really on hold uh, as you practice and gain skill or as I do it. And so I like that prayers can be answered. Prayer isn't eliminated. This is a, another angle of prayer probably, but that an answer can be immediate and every single time so that a decision can be reached. So if you want to confirm that or not, uh, but uh, yeah, you answered my question very well, Stephen. Thanks. Oh, thank, thank you, Richard. You know, I, I agree with you there. I think that this is a form of prayer for those that, that believe in prayer and use prayer. Uh, same, this is the same principle. It's, it's ask and then be open to receive. It's, I think, again, for the most part, we ask a lot, but how often are we receiving? How, how often are we expecting the answer to come? And, and waiting for it and, and being patient, you know, so awesome. I love that question. Thank you, Rich. Appreciate that. Yep. All right. All right. Again, if you've got a question, if you've got something you'd like to cover, if there's a comment that you've got, if you're experiencing something amazing that you'd like to share here with the team and, and, and talk about your process of how you accomplish it, just go ahead and press star six. I'd love to have you jump into the queue. I want to hear from you. This isn't uh, man, I think so often, at least I know, I've noticed this even with myself, so often I, I, you know, there are times in my life where I've been waiting in the sidelines and just waiting for somebody to, to teach me something. And this is an opportunity right, right now for you to jump in to teach us something. Um, and and I, I give that invitation very openly. I, I invite you to get on here and teach us something. Let us know what it is that you're experiencing, um, how you're handling it, and in that process, if there's, if there's any help that you have or, or that you need, or if you've got a question, please, please pose it, and I'll, I'll give an answer. Of, you know, I'll, I'll give you my insight. Uh, but I'd love to hear from each of you and, and hear your insight as well. All right, we've got another caller here, and so I want to go ahead and pull this, this, our next caller in. And it's phone number ending in 3726. Who do we have? Hi, this is Rosa. Um, this, hey, Rosa. this is a humbling question good morning um i have been studying with uh the limitless programs uh for a couple of months anyway and um this is coming from a place of naivety i think anyway i came from a place of uh what extreme poverty and i had been there for a while um I, I I hear all kinds of explanations and things, but the point was I was doing the very best I could, and I still am. Now, I'm trying to move forward to a place of abundance, and it's really, really hard for me when I see my circumstance around me really difficult. And anyway, so can you just give me some thoughts, some ideas on how to move my brain from being in a challenging place to a more positive one. Is that dumb? Can you, anyway, did I explain no. myself? Yeah, of course, yeah, uh, not dumb, never dumb, uh, amazing only. That was a fantastic question and very well stated, Rosa. So first of all, thank you for being open and vulnerable. Um, and I will also say this, you're not alone. Uh, there are a lot of people, the longer I live and the more I speak, and you know, I've traveled across the nation and to other nations as well, um, and everywhere I go, I meet people who experience poverty and, um, and extreme poverty. And even, even that term, extreme poverty, is defined so differently by so many different cultures and people. 
But, but I want to address this. Um, I, I've, I've experienced extreme poverty myself. And my extreme poverty looked like, uh, you know, maybe different than yours, but I'll, I'll explain extreme poverty for me. You know, we, um, we moved to Florida from Utah, uh, my family, when I was about four and a half years old. And um, when we first moved to, U- to, to Florida, uh, we didn't have anything. I mean, we didn't have much. We had, we had moved from our home. I think my parents kind of moved on an inspiration that they should go to come back to Florida is, my, is, is I think, the, the way it went. And, and so here we were. I arrived in Florida. We had no money. My father didn't have a job, really. And um, we arrived and would have been homeless had it not been for my grandfather. My grandfather was a very wealthy man uh, in terms financially speaking, uh, and I want to I delineate that. Wealthy doesn't always mean money, but he was very wealthy financially. Uh, he had built a business um, which was called Miller Brothers Painting. It was a painting contracting business. Uh, he did very, very well for himself uh, and, and to the tune of you know, earning millions of dollars with his business in profits. Uh, he, uh, you know, he would take trips constantly with my grandmother, and this, this was their life. It was interesting watching my grandfather in, in this whole situation because, um, you know, and as a kid, having not a huge frame of reference, but my grandfather had all the success. He lived, he lived in Treasure Island, which if, if you know Florida, St. Petersburg area, Treasure Island was, a, was kind of a ritzier area. And he lived in Treasure Island right on the water. I had a boat that docked up to the back of his house with a seawall, and, you know, he had a pool. And, and my, my grandfather was like, man, this, this, this huge idea of wealth. And that being said, um, again, if it hadn't been for him, we would have been homeless. Uh, he actually purchased a home for us to live in. Uh, the home that he purchased, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, uh, was in the ghetto. And, um, I, you know, again, I want to I properly explain this. You know, from my front step, and I, I speak about this often, but from, from my front door, or from my home anyway, uh, we had two crack houses out my front door and one out my back door that I could point to. And um, so there's a lot of drugs, a lot of violence in my neighborhood. Uh, there were drive-by shootings. Uh, a good friend of ours was killed in the drive-by when I was a little bit older. Um, and uh, so that, that, was, that was my poverty. We, we, were, we were on welfare uh, often throughout my childhood, uh, state welfare. You know, I've, I've used food stamps back when they had them, uh, so I know what that's all about. Um, you know, we, we worried about oftentimes, or at times, I should say, when our next meal was, where it was coming from. My, my father uh, got into dumpster diving when I was very, very young, and when I was about seven or eight years old, he, he taught me, he, he took me for the first time on my first dumpster diving run with him, you know, and I kind of learned some of the spots that he would go to and, and the friendships that he had made with some of the grocery store workers there and would save food aside from him. Some of them wouldn't. I mean, you know, he would often pull out, food that, that they threw it away because it was expired and you know you know well the idea that expired food doesn't necessarily mean bad yet but it's about to be so we would take it wash it up clean it up put the stuff that was still good and not tainted in a freezer and freeze it and you know and, and discard the rest so that was my poverty so I, I, I say all this just to help you understand that I, I get it I really do understand um, extreme poverty but I will tell you this first of all extreme poverty is is first in the mind Extreme poverty is first in the mind. Uh, it starts in the mind. And not by I, I, I'm losing you. Is that my phone or your phone? You're going in and uh, out. I'm not sure. Can you hear me okay? Yes. <laughs> now I can. Okay, good. 
So extreme poverty, what I was saying, is, is in the mind. It starts in the mind. Um, so often I think what we do is we go through life and we've got our eyes wide open and we're looking for we're looking for evidences. We're looking to gather evidences in, in a variety of different forms and fashions. And when it comes to wealth especially, we're out there and we're, we're, we're collecting all these different evidences. And based on our evidences, we think, we think that based on our evidences, we make decisions or form beliefs. But I will tell you, it's actually completely the opposite. In other words, even as children, even as we're experiencing things, and you know, as kids, we don't necessarily have uh, a proper frame of reference or ability to get out there and create all the wealth in the world that we want because we're, we're in our situation and we've learned that uh, this is just kind of what's been given to us. We get to deal with it. We're learning these things. And, and so we gather all these evidences that, that show us that we're, we're poor. But I want to tell you the reality of it, if I could, if I could debunk the, uh, uh, the, the misconception here, it, the reality is that we actually make the decision first that we are poor. And then we go out into the world and we gather all the evidences to prove it's true. We tell ourselves that we're poor and then we see, see, I'm poor because... There's, there's one evidence because I, I only can wear hand-me-downs. We can't afford to buy any clothes. And I'm poor because we can't go to the grocery store and buy anything we want. We have to, we have to you know, only buy certain things to make our food stamps stretch as far as they possibly can. Or, see, I'm poor because in order to have other things, we have to go to dumpsters and get those things so that we can eat properly or whatever. And so you, start, you, you actually make the decision first, and then you gather the evidences. It's almost as if you have a flashlight. And I want you to imagine for a moment that you have a flashlight. If you understand the way that, that light works, if I take a flashlight and I point it at something and I illuminate that certain thing, it, I, I will then see it, right? If, if it's a pitch dark room, pitch black room, and I don't have my flashlight light to illuminate it, I just won't see it. But if I illuminate the flashlight, I'll see a certain thing. If I come into a bedroom and I, I point it at the dresser or into an area where the dresser is, I'll see that dresser. On the other hand, if I take a black light into that same dark room and I point that black light in the same direction, other things will actually be illuminated that weren't in my sight, in the sight of that specific light wave, in that light wavelength. It, other things will be illuminated. And so this is actually the way that our beliefs work. If we press down the, the button of belief or of, of faith or of abundance, then I will see every evidence. It will illuminate all the evidences in my life that abundance is real and that I am abundant. And the, the fun part about this is the more I illuminate with this button of abundance, the more evidences will appear before me. As, uh, in the opposite direction, if I, if I always you know, press the button of poverty or extreme poverty, then I will illuminate all of the evidences of extreme poverty in my life. And it will continue to show up over and over and over. But I want to be very clear. It starts with our decision. It starts with the choice and our, our choice of belief, not with the evidences. The evidences come after we make the choice, not vice versa. So what's the best way to, to change this? It, it's no, it's, it comes, um, it, there's a system, and it, it starts in our thoughts, so we need to change our thought patterns. We need to change the words that we are telling ourselves in our minds. We need to change the, the, the scenarios that we allow to play out in our minds. We need to change the things that we think about. And once we change that, we can also at the same time or shortly after begin to change our words. Um, 
for example, you said something when you first talked, uh, you know, when you first were telling me the question. This isn't to point out anything bad. I just want to point it out because it's important. You said it, it's hard to move into abundance. As long as you press that button of it's hard to move into abundance, you will find all of the evidences that show you that it's hard to move into abundance. On the other hand, if you begin to press the button of it's easy to see abundance in my life, abundance comes freely and openly to me. Abundance is attracted to me. I attract abundance. I am abundant. If you begin to use those words and have those thoughts and to trade every time your mind throws out a thought of I'm not abundant or I'm, I'm experiencing poverty or I'm poor or whatever, if you immediately discard it and switch it with I am abundant, I see abundance, I find abundance, and then seek the evidences of that abundance, it is unreal, it is amazing how quickly those evidences will begin appearing for you in your life, how quickly the abundance will begin to show up, how quickly things will be made manifest that before were, were seemingly hidden, but they were only hidden because you weren't illuminating it with the proper light or with the proper, you know, with the proper illumination. You know, maybe you had the black light and you needed to turn on the other one, right? So, so the, one of the first things that I'll tell you is, is change your thoughts. Choose to change your thoughts. This is a conscious decision. And this is something that you're going to choose to do on a, hourly basis, maybe a minute-by-minute basis, because it, when you've been seeked or steeped in poverty, in that mentality for such a long time, there, is, there are patterns now that you get to overcome. So understand that in this whole process of conscious creation, really what you're in the process, in a, the process that you're in is one of removing old, uh, old patterns, removing old habits, removing old addictions, and replacing them with new, new ones, new habits, new patterns, and new addictions. And, you know, I think even when I say that, there's probably people on the phone that, that think to themselves, well, addictions aren't good, right? And we, we, even, we even have heard that before. We felt that. That's the connotation. But no, there can be great addictions. It can be a great addiction to go out and serve people. You can be addicted to serving people. Is that a good addiction to have? Sure. Get out there and serve like crazy. The more you serve, the more you'll get served. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it goes. Be kindness. Be addicted to kindness. Can you be addicted to kindness? And is that ever a bad thing? No. So the problem is, for most of us, is we try to remove a bad addiction or a bad pattern or, or a pattern, I'll, I'll say, that isn't serving us. We try to remove it completely from our lives where what, we really, what would really serve us better would not be to just remove it but in that removal, to replace it immediately with something better. This is why in the belief breakthrough process that we talk about so often and that we're going to be talking about in depth at on October 7th and training you on is, is you, you remove, you identify the limiting belief, you uproot that limiting belief, and you immediately replace it with a new, more empowering belief. So if you're going to do this with a pattern, if you're going to stop smoking, if you've ever known anyone who's been a smoker, if you yourself have ever been a smoker, you know that it could, you know, quitting smoking because you're addicted to it, because it's a very, uh, it's a very serious pattern. There are chemical uh, connections in the brain with all these different things. But if you just try to stop smoking, it's really easy to just fall back into it, because you can't just stop smoking. You have to quit smoking and replace it with a new habit. Maybe that new habit is chewing gum. So every time you have, 
you know, desire to smoke, you go chew gum. Or maybe that, maybe that habit is to every time you, you want to go for a smoke, you, uh, you, you know, you sip some wheatgrass juice or, you know, I don't know, some grapefruit juice or something, you know, to shock your body or to, to, to get you out of that mode of wanting that cigarette. You have to replace it with a new habit. If you want to become healthy, you can't only stop sitting on the couch and watching TV. You have to replace it with getting up and moving. You know, when you have, when you have this, this desire to go sit down and, and eat a bag of chips and watch a movie, instead of you get up and, and do some jumping jacks while you watch a movie, again, if you replace the old habit with a new one, all of a sudden you've created a new pattern, a new habit, a new addiction that is going to actually serve you. So, okay, may I share with you one thought, and you can please. correlate yeah, that with what you're saying? Absolutely. The thing that I run into, I'm a cowgirl at heart, okay? My parents grew up on the farm, and um, it's just me. It's who I am. And to me, there are real people in this world, and I love them. They're awesome. And they say and they think exactly what they feel. And I have grown up that way. And the thing is, when I try to ah, – my verbiage is bad. I'm trying to relearn that. But anyway, okay. uh, when I – when I try to create this power hour and say the positive things to myself, then at the same time, it's like I tell myself, this is really awesome that you can say these positive things and you can see these positive things, but I can look around and I can see the reality that that is not what life is. (laughs) And so it's really hard for me to get my brain to move over and say, okay, now you're not looking at things right. You need to see the other parts like you're saying. So, Anyway, I'll stop there, and you just tell me if you can correlate that somehow in with what you're saying there, that apparently there's some bullheaded people like me that it doesn't sink (laughs) in as well. Well, Rosa, thank you again. Uh, um, This this is great information, and I will tell you, you're not the only one that is working on these things. You're not the only one that, that also is faced with obstacles as you're working on these things. This is part of the process. Our brain, just to help you understand this a little bit, our brain is, is wired, it's geared to save us from pain. Our brain lies to us all the time. And this is something that we don't really know unless we begin studying. This is what I was talking about before in this idea of gaining more knowledge. The more that you can learn and read, the more that you can uh, experience, uh, the more opportunities you have to learn from a mentor, um, the, the better off you can be. And I'll tell you why, because, because our, our brain, as wonderful and amazing as our brain is, what it's often trying to do is to save us from pain. Like that's one of its primary functions, to save us from pain and hurt. And in order to do that, it oftentimes will throw up things, and, and it, it will deceive us. And I'll help you understand a little bit of what I'm talking about. There's a show that's on right now, if you've never seen it, uh, it's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, I, I you know recommend just taking a look at this. But it's called a, what? It's called Brain Games. Okay. Okay. So this show is called Brain Games, and I was watching one, an episode the other day. I don't know if they're all like this, but this one particular episode that I was watching, it was talking about how the brain truly deceives us. How what what you see with your eyes isn't isn't necessarily exactly what what you're seeing. Um, the brain does its best to assimilate that information, and then what it really does is it uses past experiences to identify and give meaning to what it is that you're actually seeing. Now, our past experiences, because 
they're not perfect because they, they come from a space of perspective which can be skewed based on limiting beliefs and a lot of other things. That means even what we're seeing with our eyes isn't necessarily always going to be the truth. Because what you said there was, you know, you tell yourself these things, but then, then your mind goes to work for you and, and says, hey, but look at reality. As if, as if there is a, any reality that is ultimate truth, or is the reality that you're even talking about skewed from your perspective? And, and so this is, this is that question is, is what is reality? And then number two, what do you want reality to be? See, most of the time when I hear people say, hey, just be real. Let's talk about reality. Let's get down to, you know, let's get to earth here. Let's come back to earth. What they're really saying is I don't have a frame of reference to believe that. Or I'm choosing not to believe that because when I believed it in the past, I've gotten hurt. Or, 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 or let's be pessimistic about this. <laughs> that's, that's really what let's, let's, let's be realistic means. What they're really saying is, hey, let's be, let's be pessimistic. Let's believe that this can't happen, even though I want to believe that it can. Let's just believe it can't because all my past experience has shown me that I can't do it. And that's no reality for me. That's no reality that I don't want any part of. Um, but our brain does this. And, and think about it for a moment. If you, if you stand on a set of train tracks, and if you stand on a set of train tracks and you look all the way down those train tracks, what happens to those tracks? What do you see? They get smaller. Yeah, they get smaller until they... To your eye, they do. Right. And, and at the end of that, at the end of that, don't they meet? Like, you can see them meet at the end of it, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question, because obviously you're extremely smart, and you know. Do those, do those uh, train tracks ever actually touch? No. No. It's an no. illusion. It's, it's, it's an illusion. Now, that's the reality. I'm glad that you used that word. That is the truth with a lot of life. A lot of our life, we're seeing through this, this misconstrued perspective. What we're seeing with this illusion, of, uh, you know, this, through like these lenses of illusion, where we look at it, it looks like they meet, but the reality, the truth, the real truth, is that those, those will never meet. Those railroad tracks never get closer and closer and closer together. They stay actually completely apart. So our eyes, does, don't, they just don't know how to compute that over that long distance. And so because of that, you know, our brain is, is basically lying to us. Now, we could believe what our brain is seeing. We could believe what our eyes are seeing in that moment. Or we could choose to understand the real truth that is actually outside the reality of what we're seeing or the, the illusion of what we're seeing. And so here's the Steve, question. How thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you got through. Go ahead. No, you're, wel- you're welcome. So just I want you to ask yourself, how many other things are you seeing in your life that appear to be real, that appear to be reality, but in, but in truth, they're not reality. In truth, they're just an illusion. And, I, you know, one of the things that I, that I talk about here and there is, for example, our weight. How many of us have ever been overweight? If you've ever experienced overweightness or, you know, more weight than you desire, have you ever looked in the mirror and said to yourself, I'm fat? And, and you don't have to answer this question because I know that I've done. I'll just speak for myself. I know that there have been times where I've looked in the mirror and thought to myself, man, I'm fat. And here's the problem with that. Is that truth or is that an illusion? Is that reality or is that just an illusion? Well, I've come to the understanding of, of this is the understanding I've come to, my cells, at any given time, no matter how much fat I have in my body, are, are typically constructed of 70 to 75% water. 
So if my cells are 70 to 75% water, even my fat cells are more water than they are fat, then why, why don't I say I am water instead of I am fat? See, we're taught to say things that are not real, but the more we say those things that are, are not real, the more we support the belief and the more we begin to find and create the evidences for them. So as a down-to-earth cowgirl, Rosa, someone who lives in this world where people like to be real, I want you to understand that most people, their reality is an illusion. And they're choosing to see it as just the way it is rather than to use that and to understand that it's an illusion so that they can create something better for themselves. Because once you get down to it, most people who are stuck in that type of a quote-unquote reality don't like it, and they want out of it. And the only way to get out of it is to choose to see it not as your reality that has to be, but to see it as, as an opportunity to create whatever reality you wish, whatever reality you desire. Because over the last however many years that you've been alive, if you're still experiencing extreme poverty, then it's only because you've given energy and power to that quote-unquote reality rather than to see it as the illusion that it is and begin to create a better, a better space for yourself a better reality for yourself. Does that help? Oh, that is awesome. Yes, that's, that's wonderful. Thank you, Steve. And yes, I'm going to open my mind up and see what I haven't been looking at. Thank you. Awesome. You're welcome. Rosa, thank you so much for, for playing all out and being, being vulnerable here for everybody as well. Appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Okay, everybody. Um, if there's any other questions, we've got a few minutes here, and I'd, I'd love to hear for, from anybody else. We probably have time for at least one more question. Uh, this, is, this is, again, Q&A. I've got you on Q&A. If you'd like to jump in the queue, uh, just go ahead and press star six and jump on in. We'd love to hear from you. And if not, we can go ahead and end the call, and that's, that's fine as well. Um, but again, this is all about, this is all about you. Um, what can we do to help? What are you experiencing? Um, how are you improving and changing your life? How are you utilizing the principles that you're learning and implementing those to create more of what it is that you want, um, to, to find the evidences that support your new beliefs? What are you doing to do that? I'd love to hear from you. And if, you, if you'd like to jump on, just go ahead and press star six. And if not, I, I feel like we've had a, a good full call so far. So um, give me another 30 seconds here to jump in. All right. So we've got, a, we've got another one here. Let me go ahead and bring you on here. Phone number ending in 4488. Who do we have? Um, my name is Leona. Hey, Leona. How are um, you? Good. <laughs> I'm actually really new to Limitless. My, my um, uh, very first Limitless was in August. Um, oh, wow. And I got it for a birthday present, got the tickets for a birthday present. So um, I just, um, it's, it's interesting because I believe her name was Rosa. My baby's here with okay. me. So I, um, I just wanted to, to mention something to her. Um, I, uh, I've actually read the um, Miracle Morning book and um, a lot of the other books. Um, the Lord has, uh, I do believe in God, and he has taken me on an amazing journey of learning all this stuff. It took me 18 years to do what, 
what you guys managed to do in 20 minutes. So I'm really excited <laughs> to oh, uh, speed up the process there. Um, but I just wanted to um, talk to Rosa because she um, – I'm nervous. I have a hard time public speaking. But um, her – can, can I invite you to do something real fast before you continue? Yeah, for sure. Hey, um, I, her, I have amazing uh, public speaking. I just wanted to, to let her know that um, there was a time in my life when I wondered what, um, if I could ever get out of the place that I was in and if my life was even, if there was even a point um, to continuing. And, you know, and not that I wanted to, I, I didn't, I wasn't going to commit suicide or anything, but um, there was a moment where I was really low and I had a path, I had a fork in the road, and I decided that I was going to choose to believe, and it didn't matter what anybody else said, I was going to choose to believe that I could make my life better, and that I had a purpose, and that I had a plan, and that my life meant something, and that living the way that I was, was not what the Lord had in in mind for me. And so... um, I just wanted to let her know that um, it's okay to struggle and it's okay to have uh, doubts and questions, but um, that she gets to choose. Um, so anyway, I just love you guys and, and love Rosa, and I hope she's, I hope she's um, inspired by this call. So. Awesome. Mm. Leona, thank you so thank much. You. Can, I, can, I give, can I give you something to, to repeat with me real quick? Yeah. Awesome. So I want you to say a couple things. Number one, I have amazing things to share. <laughs> okay. I have amazing things to share. And I am wonderful at public speaking. <laughs> and I am wonderful at public speaking. <laughs> yeah, you did a tremendous job. So give yourself credit and, and celebrate what you do. And no longer, don't, don't any longer give energy to those ideas that you get too nervous to public speak or you don't know what to say or whatever. Just That was fantastic and, and perfect, perfect timing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. All right. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and, and end our call for today. Uh, really appreciate all of you. Just, again, by way of reminder, make sure that you are, are jumping on LimitlessMentor.com. Check the calendar. Come and participate. Sign up for October 7th if you haven't already. You need to be there, uh, and we need you there. We want you there. Um, so with that, we're going to go ahead and unmute the lines. I'm going to ask everyone to give me a huge I am limitless to end in true limitless fashion. So let me go ahead and, and unmute everyone. All right. So everyone's unmuted on the count of three. I, want to I am limitless. Ready? One, two, three. I am limitless. I am limitless. Do you love me? Popcorn?